But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And we're back with the booty. And the beast. <laughs> I started it this time. You did. I told you to start this time. We should put that in there so people know uh, what's up. Last week we had Mark Glazer. This week we have... Brett Wilkins. That's right. IFBB Pro walked the stage at Columbus uh, across the Arnold stage. I can't imagine what that would feel like. I can't either. I've never even walked across a stage besides a pro wrestling stage, which I'm one of the best in the world at. Oh, of course. But I can't imagine (laughs) what it'd be like. I mean, great conversation with Brett. Oh, amazing. What'd you think of him? This is the first time you've actually, I mean, we we met him at the Olympia. I don't know if you remember. It was brief. We were so busy. Really brief, Yeah. I mean, I feel like the Olympia was just like a blur. <laughs> we was. met so many people. Like you tell me all the time that we met this person and I'm like, well, I met a lot of people at we the we Olympia. Met a, we <laughs> met a few people at the Olympia and we're going to meet more people at the Olympia there next year uh, as we go to Vegas for the Olympia. But Brett, we wanted to come on. He's a, an official athlete of Fitbars. He's actually our technically, I mean, really our only athlete. I guess you could say Christy also as well. Yeah. He's our, he's our most accomplished athlete. Yeah, I would say Sorry, so. Christy. Yeah, Christy, you get you'll get there. Stage. You'll get yeah. there. I have faith in you. Which, speaking of Christy, I think she's the next guest on the podcast. She will she? be, yeah. So our next guest, uh, Christy and Sandy, um, how, do we, how do we describe her? Because to, some, to a lot of people, she's unknown. Oh, yeah. But she is very, I would say she's an elite athlete. And, oh, yeah. Um, an elite bodybuilder. She's a bikini reaching girl. for the Olympia stage this year. And she did tell me that she feels like this is probably one of the toughest years to qualify so we'll see how she feels i'm excited to talk to her about all of that she just needs to go to fucking wellness and we're gonna have that conversation i can't wait <laughs> well she doesn't like any other look besides bikini well she has a wellness very, look and very, i'm gonna tell oh, she's she gonna sit right there and i'm going to say christy you can win wellness <laughs> i love that she what she told us last summer she's like running to break down muscle because they tell so her that her legs are so yeah. thick which is awesome like but, in my mind i'm like girl be proud of those proud legs, but in the bikini world, that's not what they want. Well, so. I mean, it'll be interesting because I think she's got some some probably horror stories and share stories of what it's like for a competitive female bodybuilder. She's traveled to Mexico. She's traveled across the country competing, trying to accumulate enough points so she can qualify for the Olympia and become one of the 75 women in the bikini class. Amazing. It's Well, it's amazing. It's also way too many, but I totally get it. Um, I know. But let's revert back to men's open. Brett Wilkins, uh, he finished sixth at the at the Arnold. He explained his placing, which I thought was a very well done explanation. Oh, definitely. He wasn't mad. Mm-mm. He understood that he placed the way he did. So we'll talk about that. Um, I... I you guys watching or listening probably are looking like, hey, did we get some drama out of Brett? Because it seems like drama has followed Brett in twenty twenty two. Genuine, humble dude. He is. He's a yeah. genuine and like I'm not trying to poke the bear and get that information on him because it's none of my business and, and he's not that type of person. Drama surrounds him, but not because of 
anything he particularly did. It's no, others around are. his life. So uh, very good to have him on and uh, just let people know about him. He's making the move to Florida to be closer to his coach, Matt, and his team down in the uh, like Boca, Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. And making some great moves, not just for bodybuilding itself, but it sounds like he, you know. He's smart. He's yeah. got a good head on his shoulder. He's he thinking does. about life after bodybuilding, and he's That's making great. moves down there because he knows what Matt and Dom and that team are invested in and what they're, you know. Uh, capable of <laughs> yeah well that too i mean right like i i see some great things coming so so we'll definitely need to get to that conversation it's uh i don't know 35 40 minute conversation i enjoyed it um teaser we are working with brett on something on fit butters hopefully it comes out here later this year i think he maybe alluded to it a little bit in the conversation he also alluded to it on his social media over the past week um they call him the butcher so if we can work for something and work on something for him that makes sense we definitely will but we're back with a flavor review a taste test the all rebranded supremos is coming back from miracle labs including a new flavor 19th hole now 19th hole if you think about it probably reminds you of golf all right so yeah. like the arnold palmer right uh arnold palmer is lemonade and sweet tea are you an all arnold i used palmer? to have them all the time i would make them myself when we went to like restaurants and stuff so wait yeah. hang on so you went to a restaurant <laughs> ordered an arnold palmer and then you would go behind no, the no, bar no, no. and make okay. it yourself Hey, I'm I used not, to make them myself. When we go to restaurants, I'd make an Arnold Palmer okay. for myself. Did restaurants. you get tipped? I'm talking you, like I'm talking like the fountain places. Okay, I, that makes me sound really gross. But like I'm talking like when you go to the a fountain places, like the ones that have like fast food restaurants. I have like the one. Wait, the you lemonade. eat fast food? Could Back in the day, I did. Could have fooled me. One scoop. <laughs> now and I would not. A bunch of different water here. Supremos. Let's uh, talk about the formula on this real quick. Uh, I actually like this so. Doug Miller Enterprises has this formula out. It is your EAA formula. So you're going to get 211 BCAAs. You're getting seven grams of branched chain amino acid, and you're getting a bunch of other, the essential amino acids, the EAAs, for the total of nine essential amino acids. What a lot of brands will do is they'll give you eight, eight essential amino acids. They're not even giving you a full EAA profile. This also includes two... Two and a half grams of taurine, which taurine helps regulate electrolytes. It includes aquamin at a full gram, which is amazing. Uh, and then you also have your your um, electrolytes. So you have sodium citrate, you have magnesium glycinate, and uh, potassium chloride. There it is. Okay, I thought so. So uh, 19th hole, this is coming out, whew, I think a week from Monday. So a week from yesterday, um, which would be the 17th. No, today's Monday. Today, Today, so it comes out a week from this recording. Uh, one sip, y'all know the rules. Arnold Palmer is the proper name. It's called 19th Hole, mixed between sweet tea and lemonade. Cheers. One sip, y'all know the rules. I just said that. <laughs> I know, but I have to say it. Drink. Too. Drink. Chug it. Chug it. Ooh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That is really good. It is. Teach me how to Dougie, Doug. That's good. <laughs> I don't know if I should like as much that. Uh, that. I, I've had like Arnold Palmer's before. I think they have an Arnold Palmer, Palmer in their zone, their core zone. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's, it's because better. it's better because I don't think the ingredients have such a, it's easier to flavor a BCA product and electrolyte product than it is a nootropic. Mm -hmm. Damn, yeah, that's good. really good. Like I, now I just want to look outside. We live on a golf course for the record. <laughs> so if we turn the camera, we'd show you. We saw uh, golfers yesterday. Yeah, but we're, we're not golfing at all. We haven't golfed. But um, anyway, like now it's just like this on the deck with a barbecue mm -hmm. or in the gym. The summer will be great. Oh, it's bomb. Doug Miller, 
Good fucking work on that one. Killer. That is really good. All right. <laughs> 19th hole, Arnold Palmer, the newest flavor of Supremo is coming out a week from today. America Labs um, today, I believe, uh, they have their new Patriot Pop coming on the core line, and they have just a bunch of stuff. If you probably saw on the Fitbar side of things, we have teamed up with Doug and the Arms Race Nutrition Team to relaunch a reformulated version of our S'mores peanut butter. Super excited. We're I very honestly. Excited. Like, I like s'mores before. I think this is a little bit of an upgrade, personal opinion. Yeah. Um, it's but yeah, great. it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. So we're using our foundation, protein, and s'mores. Um, and then we have some other ones in the work with Doug as well, an arms race that we can't talk about yet. This mm-hmm. podcast is probably going to come out today or tomorrow. I and mean, we get them, we just edit them and put them up when we can. There's no, like, consistent schedules. I mean, obviously, weekly is what we want to go with. Wednesday, uh, the... 12th, 13th, no, today's the 11th. So Wednesday the 13th at 10 a.m. We will be going live on the Instagram and uh, announcing our May launch, which, I mean, S'mores is most likely going to launch in May too, but since that's a reform, it's it's not, you know, we're not going to like blow it out of the world. Uh, But we do have a big, big launch, a unique flavor, a unique combination of nuts Oh, yeah. My nuts and Danny's nuts in one jar, and it's flavored so to perfection. <laughs> it is going to be good. So 10 a.m., IG Live at Fit Butters. You guys will get the newest flavor information. And on. it will delete after, so you need to be there. Yeah, it's. I mean, we just, I mean, it's like sending one of those tweets that you wish you could delete. Well, this is actually going to delete, like, yeah. right away. So if you don't catch it, yeah. we're not going to talk about it again. We are not going to talk about it again until we get closer to launch date. Um, I will say this. We will be making the flavor here soon at our manufacturing facility here in Northeast Minneapolis. We're excited about it. Every month from here until 2023, we have something, y'all. Something. We're trying to figure out when we're going to launch everything because we have too much. Yeah, it reminds <laughs> me. I have to go back and sit we down and do a like calendar now. We are, like, shifting things around. I can't stop this. That's on our... Um, list for to-dos today is like make an actual calendar of when to launch our mini flavors we want to launch. And we have to make samples of those flavors, ship them out to our partners. I mean, in just the last week alone, I shit you not, we've we've come up with like six flavors. It's been amazing. I don't think we've ever R and D multiple days like we have this month. It's been fun. Week. Like it's I haven't awesome. had I haven't had fucking time while you're being a nurse. I didn't. I mean, it's like we when. You used to have days off when you were a floor nurse and you'd come in like we would R&D at home and then you worked uh, a Monday through Friday gig and then we didn't have that time. And then when the weekends with the girls, it's like we didn't have any time. It was insane. But then again, now I feel the same. Like I I feel like our list But now you're getting paid to R&D. You're getting paid to talk fitness informant, to talk to people like Brett, to talk to people like Mark Glazer. Speaking (laughs) of, if you have not listened to the Mark Glazer podcast, please go back and listen to it. Powerful stuff. I know there's been quite a few downloads on that, but there's a side of Mark Glazer that we see that you don't typically see. I'm a big fan of that. Um, Also, I just noticed on this table right now, we have hydraulic right there. Oh, yeah. Max and Sledge. I mean, I need, I love that pump. I'm going to bring that shit upstairs and put some of ours in here. <laughs> uh, all right. If you like the podcast, hit the subscribe button. Write us a review. Helps out the algorithm so more people can find the Booty and the Beast podcast. Um, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, however you listen to your podcast. You can watch it via YouTube, fitnessinformant.com. At fitnessinformant is our social media handles on all different platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, which we will be doing a TikTok again this week as well. So we're going to shut up. Hand it over to uh, sixth place finisher at the 2020 Arnold. Uh, he's going to be doing a bunch of more events this year. Don't think he'll be competing at the Olympia, but he will be at the Fit Players booth 
at the Olympia this year, hopefully with a special project that we're working on him with, um, you know, probably an hour or two hour time window signing autographs, um, shaking hands, kissing babies, all that good stuff. So we're oh, excited yeah. to do that. So That'd be great. All right. You ready to do this? Oh yeah. Let's right, go. Let's go. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. Things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, it just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. Adding my product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is five percent of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education. Willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. had Jay on two weeks ago um, and he had nothing but nice things to say about the young generation of these up-and-coming bodybuilders you and Hunter and you know Nick and all these guys who are coming in and injecting themselves into the sport taking on 
the old timers, the Bonax, the Brennan Currys, the Big Ramis. So to have a, a four-time Olympia champion like Jay Cutler sing your praises, it's got to feel pretty good, right? Yeah, and we all know Jay's just really good at what he does, man. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's probably the best ambassador I think there is for the sport of bodybuilding, um, just because of his involvement. You know what I mean? Like, he's still, you know, like you said, he's jumping on podcasts right and left. He's traveling to all these expos. He's talking about bodybuilding in good light. He's talking about the guys coming up to give them, you know, some showtime, some, you know, some FaceTime to the public. So it's just good to, you know, it's always good to hear from him. It's always good to see him. Um, and just a great, a great guy for our industry for sure. Who's your favorite bodybuilder of all time? He's definitely up there. Um, I would say, you know, I would say probably Phil. You have to say Phil. You work out with Phil. If you walk into the gym and you didn't say (laughs) Phil, he'd probably try to level you out. (laughs) Oh, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything, but it's just more of a personal preference because, you know, I've, I've created a relationship with them. You know, I've, you know, I've been fortunate enough that I, I've heard stories. I've kind of dived into his career, you know, know things that no one else knows in regards to like, you know, his, what he dealt with through those titles and stuff. So just, just because we're more on a personal level, it just makes me, you know, respect him even more because I know how he carries himself. You know, he's never been someone, he's kind of just always done it by himself. You know, he always trained by himself. It was just, a, you know, that, that lion mentality and stuff. So um, he was definitely probably my favorite all around bodybuilder. Uh, you know, just bodybuilding physique wise, you can't, you can't go wrong with Ronnie, man. Like I think obviously Ronnie's the all time greatest. Like if you just grabbed everybody at their peak and lined them up against each other, I think Ronnie would probably win that. Um, but overall, you know, all around more, a little, little bit more Phil, you know, I was going to ask you who is better Ronnie or Phil, but I think you just kind of answered that but in, in a different way. Right. Uh, I mean, right. will we ever see another Ronnie, a Phil, that type of dominance in the sport ever again? I don't know, man. That's really, you know, it's hard to say never, ever, because we don't know what the future holds. But just how, like, you know, here's my opinion on things. Like, just because now there's so many different divisions and stuff, it's just like we might not ever see that just because they aren't forced to do that. Mm-hmm. What, what I mean by that is, like, you know, there could be some you know, there could be some freaks of nature in the future that could be as good as Roddy or as Phil, but they never, they never reached that level because they didn't have to, you know, they went the route of classic physique or, you know, men's physique and stayed there and, and didn't push there, which is smart, you know, in regards to like, you know, maybe health wise that, you know, cause look at Ron now, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's kind of what, it's kind of what you're shooting for. But back then that's the only mentality they had is like, all there was is a bodybuilding category. And like you had, you had to do those things to reach those levels. Mm-hmm. Now you don't necessarily have to do that. You can, I wouldn't say you take an easier route, but, you know, maybe take a smarter route yeah. or what's more comfortable for you, you know, your, your, your drive and everything. But it, I think it'll be really hard to see anyone as dominant as Ronnie and Phil were for sure. I think it, maybe a couple more like four timers or three timers, but just, you know, I don't think there'll be a seven, eight, nine like that ever again. It's interesting that you bring up like the old school mentality. Cause Jay was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whole cheat meal mentality now with like the younger generation. He's like, we didn't have cheat meals back in the day. They just didn't exist, you know? And he, so yeah. we were talking about overall health and wellness of bodybuilding. He's like, they're just doing things differently today than we did back then. Um, which I think is great. I mean, Jay's being open about certain subjects in the sport that he once upon a time was not, um, which I think is good in terms of educating the youth and educating people who strive to be at your level. Um, you know, does it surprise you to see Jay, a great ambassador of sport being open about enhancement and about other things that occur within the sport? Yeah. And I noticed that too. Like, yeah, he's like a little bit more open about what goes into it and the things he had to do. And I think it just reached the point he had to, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, 
especially if you want to be as much of a figure on media as he is, you know, you have to like eventually be open about these things. And I think it's a good route that he did. So, you know, cause then you look at the guys, I think like he, he even talked about this the other day is like, he's like, you know, like the Michael Hearns and things like that. Just like you, you, you gotta, you gotta come out and be real with your following. You know what I mean? Or be real with the fans. And it doesn't mean you need to like go in depth on everything. That doesn't mean at all you, but you just gotta be honest and, you know, you know, make, make your point and then, and then move forward. You know what I mean? So it, I'm really glad he is doing that. Um, and he's just doing he's doing it the right way where it's like, I'm not going to tell people, you know, exactly all the things I did and like, cause then it gives, you know, the younger generation, you know, it gives them a bad idea of what it takes. You know what I mean? Like that. But I will, you know, I will discuss that what, you know, what I've done in regards to generalization mm-hmm. and, you know, make sure that you guys are making the right choices on your own. Well, the thing too with you uh, and we both, we obviously are good friends with Matt and Dom. Like you have good people in your corner that whatever you need to do to get to that next level, it's being done in an educated, safe manner. Like, I mean, you have guys who, who obviously know this stuff, um, which brings me to like, I mean, Matt and Dom and, and Chris and the team at Raw and Revive, such a great team. And you know what, my attention you were talking about before, all these guys taking maybe different routes, classic physique, and you look at Bumstead. It's interesting that the most popular bodybuilder in the world is not an open guy. I, I, would, I would, at least in America, I would, I would say that Chris Bumstead is by far the most popular bodybuilder in the U.S. today. Would you agree with that? I agree completely. Yeah. I mean, so like, what does that say about the sport? Is it, just, I mean, does that help it? Like, cause I mean, in the past it was, it was Kai, it was Phil, it was Jay, it was, it was Arnold, right? Like all mm-hmm. the greats. Now it's Chris Bumstead's line is longer than anybody's. He looks great. He's a, he could go up to the open. I mean, he's, he's super, such a great physique. Um, is it a good thing that it's coming from a different division or would you like to, would Brett like to be the most popular bodybuilder in the world again from that open division? <laughs> of course, of course I'd want to represent the most popular, but you know, well, that's a work in progress, but no, I mean, this is, you know, it, it all comes down to the time, you know, so we're, we live in a different time, um, especially with not only with, like I said, I covered a different division. So it's like, it gains interest because that's more attainable. I would say, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I would say Chris is most of his following is going to be like, guys that are, you know, 17 to 25, you know, 15 mm-hmm. to 25, yeah. which is fine. You know, that's a large, large population, you know, and that's, and that's good because that he is a great role model to, I, I think he does everything the right way. You know, I mean, he explains, you know, you know, and he's upfront about everything, you know, this is what I want to do, but I'm doing it the healthiest way possible. Mm-hmm. It's working for me. You know, I, everything, you know, health comes first, but you know, you, he, he's still, he's still, he's still a savage though too. You know, I trained with him last week down Wednesday and it like I was extremely impressed with not only like his strength, but also his like his attention to detail and his efficiency in training. Because you know I kind of like he plays off this you know persona like you know you know I want to just be big and you know I want to train you know train with the big boys and stuff. But like he he can train, man. You know what I mean? So he like he has that bodybuilding mindset. But what makes him so special is that he relates to so many different you know j- you know genres, different different cl- clicks. You know everything. So like. You know, those, those guys, like, coming from, where was he at? at um, Shark, whatever it's called. His first sponsor. What was that Jim called? Jim Shark. Jim Shark? Yeah. Jim Shark. So, you know, he built such a following there of Jim Shark with that, you know, those people. And it just continues to carry on. Um, what also kind of goes into that is, like, like I said, with the social media aspect, yeah. he's very capitalized on that. You know, he's very, very good at, you know, promoting, marketing, you know, mm-hmm. showing himself. And the thing is, what I think what makes him so popular is just how open he is. 
um, just with his following. So like he, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. And a lot of times you don't find that with bodybuilders. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we don't want to, you don't see any guys, you know, just talking about their life openly, you know, going, you know, showing the hardships they go through, showing the tough times. It's all about only go, you know, only showing the highlight reels, the yeah. good times. That's just um, social so media in general for you though, right? Like that's what people do. They don't, yeah, they don't show you the bad side of shit. It's no. like, yeah. hey, look at me, look at me. No, so I think that's what he's done great of is he'll show the he'll show the tough times and the good times. You yep. know what I mean? So it, it's a good it's a good lesson to learn from, um, especially if someone wants to build up their you know their future with the, the media aspect. And then you know some shit I've kind of learned from him just being around him, and it's you know and it's just be yourself. You know I think mean? like be yourself, and he just is himself, and he's the same way off camera as he is on on camera, and that's very difficult in this in this industry. I've found out is like a lot of people are fake, but if you just be yourself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And if you have a good heart, like people are going to gravitate towards that. Definitely. You mentioned a lot of people are fake. I mean, so the bullshit comes with the space, right? Like, I mean, you make one move, somebody takes it, runs with a story, says things, maybe things are made up. Maybe, I mean, it's just like, it's insane. I mean, does, does the bullshit just drive you absolutely insane? It's something I'm, you know, it's definitely something I'm, I'm learning. You know, it's something new to me. Right. Because, you know, I've kind of been, you guys know my story. I've kind of just always been behind the scenes mm-hmm. building up point. So now all these things that are happening is kind of new to me. And I'm, you know, dealing with in regards to like, you know, and I knew this time was coming. I, I, I said this a while ago, but thought, you know, talking with Yvonne and friends and stuff. I'm like, you know, eventually there's going to be haters, you know what I mean? So like I'm prepared for it, you know, and it just like people that want to get involved in your life, like they have no idea who you are, never met you before. And it's, it just, it kind of blows your mind, but you just got to, you got to realize that's part of it. Yeah. So that's why I'm, you know, I'm very good with, you know, I have good mentors, you know, you know, like with Phil, with the other people around the industry that, you know, have been through all these things and like can, can, you know, talk me through it as well as give me advice on how to handle it. And it's been great. So like, it doesn't really bother me. And like, if, if you know me personally, I'm someone that, you know, I, I, I can let, I can take a lot of, a lot of beating on my own, you know yeah. what I mean? Or, or whatever, but you know, don't talk about my family or my friends or whatever, but like, you know, I, I, I kind of just play fun with things. So like, you know, I'll comment back to mean comments or whatever and just fuck with them, you know, yeah, just for fun. Oh, yeah. And, then, and so I, I'm good at that because I know, you know, deep down, I'm just I'm just a guy that loves the process, man. You know, I love bodybuilding. I love the process of bodybuilding. You know, some people get way into into this. It's like fucking war or something. You know, I mean, it's not war. You know, I mean, it's just I'm just trying to beat myself each mm. time. You know, I'm not, I'm not. You've never heard me talk shit about anybody. You've never heard me say I'm going to go beat their ass or whatever because. You never know, but like as long as I keep doing what I'm doing and progressing as I am on my tra- trajectory, like those things are all going to happen, and right. I'm just okay. going to, you know, take it step by step. Yeah, we had a question. I mean, people, somebody wanted to know like what really happened at Hostel, and then I said, "What the fuck does it matter? Like, why is it any of our business? It's a sponsorship deal. It has yeah. nothing to do <laughs> with the caliber of athlete Brett is, you know, and, and like right. what you hold in regard. So it's like I don't care. I mean, it, it'd be like if you decide like, hey, Ryan, Danny, we don't. I don't, I want to go to a American dream butter or whatever. Like, all right, man, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Like I, it shouldn't be a big, <laughs> it shouldn't be a big deal, but I mean, people are just so, I, I mean, they like to consume all the stuff that they want to be involved in your life and they want to know every little detail when quite frankly, it's none of their fucking business. Well, social media is like the well, new like gossip, right? Like instead of magazines and all this stuff, like now people can dive into videos and stuff on social media and just dig in deeper and try to like, find more gossip behind that. Well, not that, that. Then, they'll, then they'll do a story and for clicks and then they'll probably say things about, you know, you, Brett, who is just like, again, the nicest guy in the world. And it's like, guys, 
can we find something better to talk about? Like, if you put as much effort into your personal life, maybe you wouldn't be so pissed off at the world. Like, put that effort into something that actually matters. So, I'm happy. You're in a good spot now, man. I mean, you're with, with obviously, Jansen being your coach. Oh, yeah. Revive Raw is such a great company. Um, how has that transition been for you, going over to, I guess, a familiar family of yours anyway? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, getting back to what you said, it's like, people love drama. And they love drama, especially on on social media because they can sit on their couch and use their thumbs to mm-hmm, act mm-hmm. like they're involved or get involved. And, and that's just, you know, that's like I said, you just got to get used to it and realizing that. But the realest people know that like, you know, if I made this decision, there's a lot behind it. You know, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no bad bearings on how me or foo at or anything. That's why, you know, you haven't, he hasn't said anything. And I was like, it's just like, I approached him. I said, you know what? Like we were at a, you know, we were at a renegotiation point and I just decided, you know, we needed, and there's so much more that went into behind the scenes is like, we wanted to move. So we were already thinking about moving mm-hmm. and, you know, our lease was coming up at our place. We were going to go in, into, you know, the next level of what we wanted to do. And then like, just thinking there, you know, I had about a week to decide and that's when I approached Matt with everything, because this is more so about my personal journey. And like, you can't be like, you can't, you can't, I'm not going to base the rest of my life off of a, a sponsorship. You know no, what I mean? You can't. So it's like, I need a base off of what I'm going to do and what, what's going to make me the best bodybuilder as soon as I can be. And that's going to be getting down there in front of Matt, getting down there, you know, you, you know, building content and the marketing things on the, the, that they have that environment down there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to explode down there in more ways than one. And then also it was a lot about like life after bodybuilding, you know, it's like, you know, there wasn't, you know, right now I'm just doing some coaching and training out here. Plus obviously sponsorships, but I need to start setting up things for the future after bodybuilding because, you know, I have what six, seven years left, you know? So it's like, it's like, I need to start that initiation process and down there, you know, I have, I have ideas that I want to do with Matt, you know, they're always, you guys have seen it. They're always expanding into new companies, ideas Mm -hmm. and everything. So I want to get in on that. And so I can set up, you know, my family, my financial freedom, my future. So it's just overall, it just all made sense. And that's why, you know, I approached it to him and, you know, even at the time for what was, he, he, he understood why we were, you know, we we're cordial and then we move forward. And yeah. like I said, he's, they're moving forward with a good team. He got Nick, you know, right there. So it's like, you know, your guys are good. I'm, you know, this is going to be best for me. So we, we, we went our ways and now I'm in a really good position moving forward. Um, so that's what, you know, that's what I was doing before this is getting, you know, a, a home set up now. Yeah. We're going to go down there and purchase our first home. So that's oh, also that's exciting. very exciting with this. Exciting, but Ooh. stressful. <laughs> yeah. No, no, stressful. <laughs> But yeah, I can't wait to get kind of get down there, get settled, and then start preparing for you know something later this year, or, you know, or, or, or either early next year. But I just know that like every venture that I'm involved in with bodybuilding, with you know, with the work, with the jobs, and everything is just gonna you know progress very rapidly here moving forward. And that's, yeah. that's why we do this, you know. Yeah, and I think it's excellent. I mean, you obviously Hostel is a great company. There's nothing bad we can say about them. All their mm-hmm. supplements are great. Flood's yeah. great. Summer's great. Like the team up there is awesome. Um, it, but it's just been a crazy year for you because it's been like drama's been following you for no reason whatsoever, whether it was the Nick thing and they're trying <laughs> to pin on you and then this, it's like, oh man. And you're, you're watching Nick Tragilli say all these things too. And, and like, it's just, uh, the, the sport sometimes just drives me insane because it's, it's almost like TMZ to some point. It's like, let, yeah, the, exactly. let Brett live his fucking life. Like, I mean, and it's funny cause you, um, you were just on a podcast, I think with Dom and Matt. And you said exactly what you just said to me about, you know, you're yeah. trying to set up life after bodybuilding. And I don't think Dom had heard you say that before, or at least in the initial conversation. So he was like, I made the best decision. Like, this is the best decision we've ever made. We got a guy here with a uh, proper head on his shoulders. And I remember speaking to you at the Olympia and you're just like kind. I mean, you like, you really do care, uh, um, obviously about the, 
about your personality and treating people fairly. And, um, you know, the, I, I was just watching uh, a thing a couple weeks ago and one of the guys said the best advice ever is be careful of, of whose toes you step on the way up because they're attached to the legs that are attached to the asses that you're going to kiss on your way back down. So basically treat everybody with respect, right? Uh, and I feel like you've done, at least from us and from what I've seen, you know, on social, that that's like a key, key characteristic of you. Like I said, it goes back to just keeping it real, man. Like, you know, that's how I was raised, especially coming from the Midwest. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to have some uh, extremely good parents that, you know, taught me how to treat others. And, you know, I'm like, and for me with my story is like, you know, I was in a lot of people's same shoes just, you know, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then just, through the, you know, just through the continued work, just through time and consistency in this bodybuilding lifestyle, you know, I've been able to reach where I am at and, you know, I still have a lot more to go, but it does, you know, it does really make me happy to see where we're at and as we continue to move forward here. Talk about your childhood. Talk about your upbringing in the Midwest and how important that is uh, instilling work ethic and, and other traits that you need to be a great bodybuilder. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I was a, I was a four-sport athlete growing up. That was all it was was sports, man. And, like, you know, my, my dad was actually a PE teacher and he was a coach of, all, uh, you know, me and all my buddies. So we had this, like, elite group, of, you know, friends, tight, tight-knit group that just, grew up together, you know, went to the state championships in different sports, you know, and like, and then that transpired into college football. So like, that's what I was all about is like, you know, the, the team aspect as well as just working for what you would get, you know, you like, we, I just remember we worked hard. Like, you know, we are, we are good kids because like, that's all we wanted to do is we wanted to be, you know, victorious, whatever sport it was, or just, you know, just be winners in life. So like, we didn't, we didn't party. We didn't, you know, we didn't get into those things in high school. It was just, if we weren't at a practice, we were working, you know, outside of practice together, you know, with, with my father and things like that to, to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, you know, those things I learned that. And then in college football, like those transpire so much into the real life. And you guys know this too, especially like entrepreneurs and being a businessman or owning a business. Like you got to be willing to like grind your ass off with no return for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you, know, you guys have experienced that, you know, a lot of <laughs> hours behind the scenes where, you know, you don't get any, any recollection for it or any, any, you know, benefit from it at the time. So that's what, you know, those are the, some of the, some of the qualities I learned at, you know, coming up through sports and things like that, especially with college, with that team atmosphere. And then I applied that into competing on my own afterwards. So when I got done with college football, I was like, man, like, I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. You know what I mean? And I was a little undersized back then, surprisingly or not. Like I, I kind of wanted to go next level on things, but like, I was like a hundred and 6,570 pounds when I graduated college. I was just very shifty and quick football player. But, like, that's why I didn't, like, pursue anything later. And so that's honestly what led me into bodybuilding because I was like, I just want to focus on my own, like, getting bigger with more muscle. You know, I do enjoy this stuff. I went to college for it. I mean, I studied, obviously, exercise science. That's what I meant. And it just – it kind of went hand in hand. And I started my own little journey there. And then, you know, then ear pops in the wife two or three years later. And then she, you know, she taught me what true bodybuilding was and what true eating was. And then, you know, then everything kind of took off on our journey from there. But it all kind of comes down to your core values, you know, what you're always part of. And, and I still, like I said, I still have great, great connection with those people that taught me so much. And then I just want to hold to myself that way. It's interesting because Phil, you know, obviously somebody super close to you played college basketball. Same thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, he was a baller. I don't know if you ever seen like Phil, Phil, Phil in college was a baller. The dude could, could ball out. It was unbelievable. But I mean, same as you, like I saw a picture of you, like when you're younger and it's always funny to see the transformation of college athletes to bodybuilders. Cause it's just 
remarkable because you, you have the genetics to put on size. You just never lifted and ate that way before because you didn't have to. Right. Did you enjoy the weight yeah. room with the football team? Yeah, I enjoyed it, but, you know, but that, like I said, it was all centered about performance. Yes. You know what I mean? So it different. wasn't about, like, you know, hypertrophy or, you know, any individual movements or, like, everything had a purpose of on the field. So that's why, you know, I built that up first. Um, you know, I actually worked in the strength and conditioning department to wrote, tra- you know, training programs. So that led me to, it was an easy transition. It's just a different tra- training style. Mm-hmm. Just slowing everything down, being more specific, knowing what you're working instead just, trying to squat as much as you can, you know, for one rep. It's, it's just a whole whole different game. But the, the the bricks were laid. The foundation was there. And then, like, I think, obviously, like you said, we are – I think it makes – I continue to say this. I think if you were an athlete, especially growing up or in college or even after that, you have such an advantage going into bodybuilding um, because of also the mental side of things. You know, mm-hmm. Phil Roy has shown that, that like, you know, if, you, if you're mentally strong as an athlete, you know, in a different sport, it's going to transfer over to bodybuilding, um, and we know how to work. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been doing it our whole life. You know, like this is it. This isn't new to us. So the only difference was is the extreme dieting. You know, we had to learn how to do that because we never did that in those those sports unless you were like a wrestler or something. Right. But I think it's also that that's an advantage because you didn't have to grow up doing. You know, you didn't start at a young age like dieting all the time and things like that that burn you out. So right. when you like mm-hmm. when you get to this point with bodybuilding after your career, then it's a much much easier transition. Danny, how do you think uh, how do you think Brett did with his first posing session? Oh, well, I think having athletic background though, like posing does probably come a little easier, right? Like, how was your first posing? <laughs> like your first show? Oh. Yeah. Oh no, no. I mean, it can't. You can say it's a little easier because we we're we had like fine motor skills and stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't pretty. <laughs> like, it, was, it, was, it was okay. But I like, was trying to give you like the benefit of the yeah, doubt. You definitely had to put some work on it. Yeah. But, you know, posing is it's like an art. It's an art in itself. And then it also kind of goes hand in hand with a little bit of dancing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like some of the best posers are not saying their whole routines are dancing, but they're also good dancers because they put their transitions and everything like that. So oh, yeah. it's something I've had to work on because I was never a good dancer. But <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it definitely like it makes it fun because that's what it's about is just showing off all your hard work. Yeah. And like I said, once you and like just, you know, telling beginners here they're up and coming they just like i said just give it time you know enjoy enjoy the process because it will all come together and like you said you just just enjoy it um you know practice it at just as, almost as much as you are with the with the training and like it'll, and it'll just feel right all right man arnold arnold classic your first big arnold. stage uh national tv i mean we we bought the pay-per-view because we couldn't be there i tore oh, my yeah. bicep like two weeks before the damn thing and then uh so we watched you and we were excited to see you Sixth place finish. Um, tell me about the experience, man. I mean, it's it's you had a lot of hype going into the show. A lot of people were on Team Brett, us included. A lot oh, of yeah. people saying like you, you're a dark <laughs> horse. Um, and then you know now you get you get a year to grow. Uh, it, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. But like, just walk us through that process and that experience for you. So yeah, like you said, I mean, like I was very fortunate to have a very good fan base behind me. I especially you know there if you were there, my line was the longest at like the meet the athletes. So that was really cool to see. And that kind of just came into the hype. Um, and that was, you know, that was very exciting. But it was also kind of a first of like, oh, shit, you know, like there's a lot. Of, you know, last time it was just no one knows who I am. So just come out here and do the best you can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then it turned into like now you're you're talking about being, you know, top three. So so it's like. Dude, they were saying like the you're, you're they were saying you could win it. Like that's got to be that's yeah. got to be fucking awesome to hear. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's great. And like, 
you know, the main thing is like the pressure never really affected me because I'm very strong mentally. I like to like, you know, like nothing changed with me. I was, I was very relaxed. I was very, you know, no cortisol leading up to the show. I was very confident. Um, obviously we just didn't do, you know, do what we need to on our sides in regards to the peak. Um, and then like the last two weeks of preparation, we were kind of going for, you know, and I've discussed this, we were kind of going for a, a bigger look, um, just to kind of keep up with those bigger guys like the Samson's, you know, the, the Steve Kupo and stuff, because those mm-hmm. guys are like 30 pounds yeah. heavier than me. And, you know, it didn't quite work as well. You know, you, we obviously, you obviously saw the improvements with size, but with that, we sacrificed a little conditioning. Um, and that's, you know, and that's what kind of frustrated me. And like, you know, and that was my decision as well with Matt. I was like, we, you know, let's shoot for 250. That was kind of our, our goal the whole time. And what, what we found out is like, I would have looked much better. You know, I personally think I would look better at like 245, mm-hmm. you know, 244, oh, yeah. five, yeah. six pounds lighter with a little bit more focus on conditioning as well instead of, you know, fullness and size. Um, but you live and learn. Like I said, that was my second open show. And, you know, I'm not going to beat those guys solely on size just because I know that's not how my frame is. So I need to, you know, I need to focus on beating them in other areas like I have, like I've done, you know, with that first, that, that debut mm-hmm. coming out, just razor sharp conditioning and got rewarded for it. So, you know, that's, that's led into me. Like I'm more motivated than ever now because I, I do need more, you know, I do need a little more work. That was a good, like I said, that the whole weekend in general was a great experience to show where I'm at, you know, where I'm at, you know, I, I, I consider myself, you know, after that show, uh, you know, eight, eight to 15 bodybuilder in the world, you know, in that category, yeah. in that group, mm-hmm. you know, so, but I want to, obviously my goal is to be in between that one to six. So I'm just, you know, it's back to the drawing board. It's back to work. I need some more tissue, especially, you know, I know the areas bring up my legs a little bit, you know, and then it's just going to be focused on bringing that sharpness. So that's leading into like, you know, with this move, we got such a game plan ahead. Um, and the, it's just, I'm going to get the work done. And the next time, it's not going to have to worry about size because I'm going to do what I need to this off season, this grow period so that I'm just, I'm not going to look at the scale. It's just going to be like, Hey, we're going to get as, as conditioned as sharp as we can be. And then my, you know, my work this off season, this, this new tissue added is going to reflect that and show yeah. out, you know, when we need it. So it's, like I said, the overall, I think, you know, for me, the whole weekend was a very great experience. It was a good, good decision on my part to see where I'm at you know, put me up against some of the best bodybuilders in the world. And then that whole, the whole weekend in general, just meeting all the fans, you know, being a big part of it and being like, you know, a favorite that just, it, it's going to also work on the marketing side of things. And then now moving forward, it's exposed me and now people know who I am. So it was, a, you know, I, I considered it a great weekend, a great experience. And it also, you know, kicked me in the butt of, Hey, we know what to do next time. And so let's just get it done. Dan and I both had the pleasure of, of training with Matt. Uh, Matt was our coach for several months, so we found out we were pregnant, and we had to call off prep. I, mean, I it was, was pregnant. Just like the most like <laughs> remarkable thing in our life. But his tra- his training style um, completely different. You know, his nutrition and training, everything was completely different than we were used to. How has it been working with Matt? I mean, I think he's one of the most brilliant coaches in the world. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, not everyone knows this, but Matt, you know, Matt's the only coach I've ever used. Sure. Okay. So, oh, okay. You know, I, I I can't really compare it to anybody, but it's also because of just the relationship we have formed. You know, and I and I'm someone I you know I'm not I'm not huge on co- you know going to multiple coaches because you need that time. You know, you need that time to for the coach to learn your body, to see how you react, to build that relationship, to build that trust. And you know, we've done that. And I have full absolute trust in him. You know, and now he knows you know exactly how my body works. And so it's just going to be a benefit moving forward. Yeah. But it's more so it's professionalism and like, 
he truly cares. What people don't realize is like how much he actually cares about his athletes, how much he wants to see other people succeed. And especially with everything he's got going on, man. like it's, it's insane. You know, I stayed with him last weekend and, you know, he, you know, he's part of two businesses, you know, he coaches, you know, of amount of people. I don't, you know, can't put a number on, I don't know how many people, but he, and, you know, and he's a father to two boys. So it's like all these things he balances and then still gives so much effort and still gives so much care and do his athletes. It's just, it's just amazing. And like, he's just a great human being to be around. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of these choices is like, I wouldn't want to be with anybody else, mainly because of those things that I just described of just him as a, as a person as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. We're huge fans of your wife. We think she's great. Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously you, you mentioned earlier that she kind of was the one that introduced you about eating right and, and all the good stuff that comes along with bodybuilding. How taxing was your Arnold prep on her and the relationship? Um, I wouldn't say that. Honestly, what I learned more with that with the prep is, and like I said, you guys don't really know me in regards to like, I'm, I'm actually a really good prepper. Like I just, the only thing about me is I just get more quiet. Okay. You know, I just get a little bit more quiet, especially at night. I just want to sit on the couch and watch something. I don't really want to talk, but I, you know, I never, I never show too much, you know, I never get worked up about anything. My stress is always kept low um, because, you know, like I said, we, we sign up for this. You know, I, I'm very good at reminding myself, like, you know, in the, especially in the hardest times is like, I'm choosing to do this mm-hmm. and I know what, you know, I know what the benefit, I know what the outcome will be. So just get, you know, get through this time or put this place and, you know, it's all going to, it's all going to be good. You know, there's bigger things in life. Um, so I'm very good at doing that. And so, you know, obviously she took a hit of, you know, we're not doing as much social things, you know, I'm putting more time on myself. So obviously there was, you know, some difficulty there always in a relationship, but you know, like we've been, we've been doing this for what, eight years now. Mm-hmm. So we know how, how it works with each other. Um, what I'm most impressed with, what I was getting to, sorry, is, you know, I really saw a transformation in her this year. Cause like, you know, a lot, of, I think a lot of people, especially like the immediate fans and stuff, don't realize that Ivana is like a, you know, a top tier athlete. Yeah, she's awesome. She got, oh, yeah. you know, she got six, everybody, you know, she got six at the Olympia a few years back. She's won five pro shows, you know, it's bigger, but like now, you know, she just turned 30. We, you know, we were, we were thinking of ahead now in regards to like, you know, children, we want children these next couple of years. I really saw like a, a you know a light flip, a light switch flip in that she realized she's looking more long term now. So you know she really she took that role as being like a very supportive you know spouse as well as like almost kind of like an agent, kind of take care of a lot of things during this prep. And then like you know her setting herself up now she's training differently. I you know she she's looking at maybe doing a wellness show next year. Mm. Um, so she quit she quit training her upper body because I think you know we're using this as a transition into, you know, motherhood or our future. And, you know, so that's just just, like a huge selfless thing to do. It's amazing. Yeah. And so like, you know, you know, you know, this too as an athlete, that's gotta be so hard. Like, cause I'm going to, someday I'm going to have to be like, okay, I'm going to start taking a step back. That's going to be extremely hard because of what we're used to. Mm -hmm. So she's done it with flying colors. I'm, you know, I'm extremely proud of her, you know, and like she was my, she was my biggest fan by far. I have to get her out. I have to get her out of the comment section sometimes because she wants to defend me and start yelling at people. And telling me, like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I don't, I don't. Those things don't bother me. But she'll, she's a little savage, so it's fun to see her, her love and everything like that. Well, it's been a, it's been a, a joy watching you like maturate into this person that you are now, this pro bodybuilder, this human being. And it's, it's exciting to hear you guys are talking about a family because that's, mm-hmm. that'll be a game changer. Literally, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then happened down in Florida, which would be great. We obviously, um, for those listening, watching, like Brett is kind enough to to be a, a a rep. He's like our only athlete we have for Fit Butters, and we love him. He does a great job, and we're working on a butcher butter 
which will be sick. Yeah. Uh, that we need to work with you on and figure out what the flavoring is going to be. But that, but you're talking about marketability, right? Like you have a flavor gang flavor, which is awesome. You're going to have a fit butter pretty soon. You're going to have t-shirts. You're, I mean, you, you're going to blow up. I mean, if, as if you haven't yeah. already. So, um, you know, the, the wave of popularity that came with you in, you know, late 2021, early 2022, and then, you know, take this next year to grow, do the Arnold again next year if that's, if that's your plan. And if it's not Olympia this year, Olympia 2023 would be, uh, is that kind of the, where you're shooting? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, man, I'm chomping at the bit to get back. It's, 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 you know what I mean? But with this move, it kind of slows down the, the process of the off season. So I'm not really going to start like pushing until we get down there and settled. Uh, I have a few guest postings you guys know about coming up and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I want to you know, take care of that you know, do this little health phase I'm doing. But honestly, I really want to compete at the last show of the year this year. So I think it's in Spain. I want to kind of do an international travel. But it's more so this one's just for me. Like, I just want to go out there, show what I'm capable of. And, you know, and if we, you know, all goes accordingly, win win that, that would qualify, I think, for next year. So, you know, I guess it'd probably be next year regardless. But even if I went and qualified for next year, I'm still going to come out and compete, you know, Mm. at other shows next year as well. For sure. It's just, now, now I'm getting into that point of my point of my career that I need to start hitting shows back to back. You know, be you know, making a name for myself a little bit more, and I just needed a little bit more work here at the finish out this 22. And I think that'll set up really nice for the future. Sick, dude. Well, we appreciate you taking time coming on the podcast, talking about your journey, your story. Excited about the next three, four, five years, man. It's gonna be a fun ride. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I'm excited, especially teaming up with you guys as well. It'll be really good to continue to you know promote together as well as like, you know, I use this stuff daily. So mm-hmm. it's easy for me. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, that's how good the, you know, the product is. Um, I have, you know, I'm really focused on building my YouTube. So if you guys are watching this, you know, check out my YouTube at Brett the Butcher, uh, com, or sorry, com, Brett the Butcher Wilkin yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. We'll put um, it in here too. So people yeah. can just subscribe right away to the podcast. And then what's your social handle? So people can follow you on social. Brett underscore Wilkin. So like I said, I'll be using, I'll be showing ways that I use the fit butter, especially on my YouTube we're going to be, I'm doing about two videos a week. That's part of like the process of moving down there is I really want to blow up the, the, the YouTube part of mm-hmm. things. And I got, Smart. you know, I got okay. it all set for, all set for down there. And so I'm going to keep showing how I do everything in the daily, daily work. And we'll go from there. Love it, awesome. man. Appreciate you, bro.